0: Today we are going to uh, tonight. We're going to be in Matthew six, fourteen to start off with. Um, Like I said, that song service really did, uh, really spoke to me, especially with this uh, with this message. And uh, we'll go ahead and get into the verse. It's just going to be one for now, and then we'll uh, pray and be seated. Uh, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Uh, tonight's message, the title is a uh, forgiving heart. Uh, uh, I've struggled this through this, through my Christian walk, and uh, I know everybody else, um, I'm sure, has had moments in their lives. Uh, so we'll go ahead and go off into prayer, dear Heavenly Father. I just pray tonight. I just calm my nerves and just um, help me to speak clearly and just to get the message out that you would have me to give. Uh, I just pray for pastors. He is up at at the camp. Just uh, give him the clarity and just be with the be with the be with the people up there. That if they are not saved, that they would get that uh, get that. Like settled tonight. And uh in your name. Amen. All right. Everybody can be seated. All right. So tonight I want to get into a forgiving heart. Uh in this message, uh it it does speak for a uh for we should all forgive as men, uh as as children of God. And uh this was Excessively difficult for me. Um, I was never really a forgiving person. Uh, Growing up, um, I come from, of course, a a split home. Uh, When I was 17, uh, I was working a summer job. It was my junior year. That summer, my... Mom's boyfriend got me on at Hilliard's downtown. And I was, uh, I like, woke up that morning not thinking a thing about uh, what was going to aspire uh, to happen. And uh, so I like, went to work, left. And it was about like lunch time i f- I forgot my lunch that day, so I went home when I went home uh when I did go home I pulled up I lived on angelique I pulled up, and there was cops there was ambulances there was just it was just a mess there were they they were coming out on a stretcher and it was just it was a lot to take in, especially at 17. I didn't know what was going on. Nobody contacted me. I just kind of, well, so I like ran up to the door. They're pulling, they had my sister out on a stretcher, and uh, I was fighting with the cops, pushing the cops, fighting them. So they dragged me over to the, this second ambulance, and that's when they told me that my sister was killed. And it was, it was a hard day. Like, that was, I didn't understand what all happened. only thing I could hear was that she was asking me, who do I think did it? Well, six months prior to that, uh, my sister had broken up with her boyfriend. And um, Eric couldn't handle that. Couldn't handle being being split from from her, and so he had harassed her. Everything else. Well, we did file for, for a restraining order. That didn't get to him, but I don't think that would have stopped him that day. And uh, she was she was stabbed multiple times. Whenever my brother was there, he was only maybe 10, 11. I can't remember. At that time, after that, everything's a fog. Uh, I kind of blacked everything out. But he's the one that actually found her home alone. Um, so that just led me just to go in a huge spiral. I was mad. I was angry. My family was all already split up. Uh, I haven't been close to my family since, since the divorce. Since my parents got got a divorce, I was, I was like, everybody that I was hanging out with was that wrong crowd because I didn't want them to know me, and I didn't want to know them. I just wanted them to be, just to be, to fit in. And so... I wasn't as bad, but I was still, I was teetering. So when that happened, I, it was it was very emotionally stressful. So we went up to Mount City, right? That's where I'm from. I'm from up north with Doreen. Uh, moved down here from Maitland and Skidmore area lived down at Broadmoor Apartments, and then uh, while my mom and my dad were getting getting everything settled as to who's going to go where, and uh, so we went up to Mount City, and I remember my mom was gone. Like, she was, all that they could do for her was just shoot her full of drugs to calm her down, because that was her child. I mean, it was, it was a mess, and I hated I stood in the middle of that highway, of a highway, screaming at God, hating him, hating God. I mean, screaming at God. And I, I didn't even know God. I, like, we, we went to this in Maitland. There was a, a small church in there. don't know. Uh, we went there a few times. I knew there was a God, but I, I hated him. At that time, I hated And as as Christians, that's a very strong word. And uh, so after that, things just spiraled out of control with me. I didn't care about nobody. Nobody was going to hurt me again. Like nobody, I was not letting anybody in close to me. I don't care, grandpa, grandma, mom, dad. If you pass away, you pass away. I was not going to get hurt that bad, so I had a huge, huge wall it' was enormous, and then drugs came even worse like people people that I was hanging out with was just handing me stuff in school just so I could just get numb that's all that stuff does and like I say i 'm not glorifying like what I did, but it is my past and um to To see where God has, just with that song, you don't know what what he, he doesn't, you don't know where he's going to put you. You don't. And uh, it was a fight. I, I ain't kidding you. I met my wife, Amy, at the time. You know, I was, I was like getting arrested. I was constantly getting into fights. It was just it was a mess. So, we started coming to church. All right. Amy's breaking down my wall just a bit, not much. Like, I'm like letting her in some. And she's breaking down the wall. We start coming to church. And I'm rough. <laughs> when I come into church, I'm saying, rough. Like, <laughs> thank you for accepting me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was wearing a t-shirt, shorts. I want to apologize to Mike Elms because when I first came in, yeah, said a lot of words that I shouldn't have. Learn that now. <laughs> Don't do that. But it was me. Like it's always been me. Like God created me. Who He like this is me. So anyway, so um, Amy's brother got into horrible bike wreck. Horrible bike wreck. Got ran over twice. And by the time that the second vehicle stopped, he was lodged underneath the rear shock. And so they gave him 48 hours. I was like, whew, that's crazy. So, this is going on. We're going to church over at the old uh, church over on Sycamore Street. And Pastor Williams, he's He had always preached to me. I felt like he was like, your tattoos, where you talk, yada, yada, yada. It wasn't Pastor Williams. If y'all come to church and he's preaching about something, guarantee you it's not about you. Unless it's Amy. (laughs) Yeah, it could possibly, but besides her, Uh, that's God dealing with you, and you're not listening. That's exactly what that is. And I didn't know at the time. So I'm like, my sister just died like that one morning. I went to work, came home, she's dead. And then Zach instantly got on that bike, wrecked, could have died. Like instantly came out, out of that with grace that he could talk and walk and function. I mean, ran over twice. Like, seriously, that's huge. And that opened my eyes that, you know what? I don't want to go to hell. I don't want, if I were to die today, I don't want to go to hell. Like, I don't want to do it. And praise the Lord, John Overturf, praise the Lord, took me back. Got saved at the old church. I don't know the date, so don't even ask me. I just know where it was at. I pinpoint it right there every time, guarantee you. I ain't mad about it. Okay, so... I was still bitter, though. I was still angry. Every time I heard the word Eric or Lamont, I was angry. I wanted to throw a brick at their face. I ain't kidding. I still wanted... Those were the guys that were you know, that 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 killed my sister. And uh, I still had to walk with God, but I didn't know where he was leading me. I didn't know what he was doing with my life. But I was still very angry. I didn't have peace about stuff. I was still learning how to trust in God. Like, God does not just automatically, after you get saved, Flip a switch and you're good to go. You're the best Christian ever. No, no, you're going to fail. And you're going to have small little things to learn to trust and to know that it's God's will. And this was God's will. He has a plan for us every time. Before like we were born, just like we got preached to up at camp, God's will is set before us. So I'm still dealing with anger. I was still mad at people, still had my huge wall up, not letting anybody in. Uh, and then Sarah Marshall gave her testimony on on anger and bitterness, holding on to anger and bitterness. And it broke me. And I'm like, Lord, I need help. Like if I if you want me to grow as a Christian, I have got to figure out how I'm going to give this to you. Like, what do I do? Like, how do I give this up? Because I wasn't happy. I was still angry, and I had no peace. And if you don't have those two things, I'm telling you, it's a fight to to have that joy and to walk to, to work or to school and not have that joy of the Lord. Y'all need to find it because it's needed, and... And it's the best saying that I've ever had. And so, Pastor, help me with this. With Ephesians 4, uh, 4 chapter 4, uh, verse 31 through 32. It says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgivingly one another, even as God, for, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. I came up right here and spent, I bet, a good half hour bawling, asking, ask, telling, asking for forgiveness, forgiveness of my dad, for my mom, for me and for Eric I'm not asking for forgiveness for him for but the peace just like the like testimonies that we have it's about like I'm like I'm not a selfish person say so <laughs> but I wanted peace I wanted I'll, like, I wanted all that away. I was tired of, like, my old ways, of, like, all those drugs and, and like, that was in the past, but of just the anger. Like, that was the last thing I was clenching on. Like, like, that was the only thing I knew for so long between from, the, from, when I was fifth, from whenever I was in the fifth grade of, of the divorce to my sister's murder. All I knew was anger and 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 how to just not and how to just hate everything. I just was, and I was so tired of of, of that hatred. I was so tired of being angry and and so I gave that up. I gave that at the altar, and it, it was the hardest thing that I could ever do. But if I didn't do that. I couldn't grow as a Christian. It would always hold you back. That anger and bitterness will always hold you back. You can't teach a like Sunday school class and teach them about the joy of the Lord if you don't even have it. Or the bus ministry, praise the Lord, the bus ministry. Those kids have it just as bad as I, I do. I can't tell them, hey, if you just trust in the Lord, you can be happy and not be like real with them. You and and that's what I had to do. This is all of me. This is me just, just just confessing. I'm not a perfect Christian. Everybody knows that. Like my mouth goes crazy sometimes, I'm just saying. But I, I keep it real. And so then my guard started breaking down. These Christians started praying for me. Don Bauer, Mike like Wolfram, uh, the Coxes, Doug. People that actually, that I knew just wanted to care about me as, as a Christian. I let my wife in. Like It's hard. After you build that wall, it's indestructible. Don't be that. I'm telling you. You don't want that wall. It is the worst thing ever. You, you do not want that wall. And that's where I had broke that down. And I started letting people in to encourage me praying for me. Pastor. Pastor has been through thick and thin with me on a lot of issues. And the first thing that he always said, don't ever say no to God. And whenever God convicted me on giving up that bitterness and that anger, even though I didn't want to, I did. And it started with forgiving. Forgiving myself. In Colossians uh, 3.13... It says, forbearing like one another and forgiving like one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. So, now, I'm, now I have forgiven my past, right? So now I've got to move forward. So I don't want to go back into that anger. I don't want to get back into that bitterness. I don't want to go back to that. So. As a Christian family, you're going to have issues. Me and Mike, Noel, praise the Lord, I've put up with a lot, but I guarantee he's forgiven me a lot. Woo! Yeah. But you have got to address these issues. And that's one thing that, like, I addressed my past, but now I need to keep that pure. I need to keep that going. I need to keep that forgiving heart going. You're going to have issues. As a Christian, kids, you're going to have issues with people in church. Nobody's perfect. Okay? Don't be offended. Like, get over it. And if you have issues, the biggest thing that I talk about with my family is going to talk to them. Go talk to the person. It'd be better for you to confront the person so it's not festering. Because if you start festering over it, then it spikes up into who knows where. I mean, we've seen a lot of people come and go for little, small things that could have just been talked about, but no, they don't. They they don't talk about it with people if they don't like it. Well, then at least you, at least you, they know where you stand, right? Just saying. We have a good church; it's an encouraging church, but you got to keep it real with people, and that's one thing that I've always tried to do here is that I've brought up issues uh, with people. In Jeremiah 31-34, chapter 31-34, And they shall teach no more every man man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall know me. From the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith. The Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. So after you squash whatever issue or, or stuff you have with people, you have to like let it go. All right, iniquity is an immoral or grossly unfair behavior. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, and, that, and the guy beside him asked for forgiveness because he knew, he, Jesus asked God to, to forgive them for they not know like what they do. If he can be beaten, tortured, and died, why can't I? Why can't I have that forgiving heart? There's no like reason. Yes, I felt emotional pain. I lost my sister. But I I should be able as a Christian forgive. Forgive those small petty things. Forgive just like Jesus Christ has had forgiven us. For us, we should do the same. We are to be Christ-like, so we should have a peaceful heart towards people. And to have a a peaceful heart, you've got to have a clear heart, a clean heart. Our church has one of the... uh, The spirit in our church, amen, is amazing. When we go up, up to camp, it is the best time. It's you and God, nothing else for a whole week. 18, like, messages. But for that, people have to talk to each other. People have to communicate with each other. Because if not, it's just going to fester here. And then it's going to get to this. And then soon, you'll have all these little clicks because this person did this, so, like, we need to keep this here. And I'm thankful now that, that we don't have that that click, that clickness. At least I don't see it as bad as it was in the past. I know we, I was bad at it there for the longest time. And you do have to get out of your boundaries. And you do have to, when people do ask, hey, come over. Hey, how's it going? Can I pray for you? Yes, please do. I'll be there. I'll be with you. In Ephesians 2.8, I know I'm flipping a lot right now. It's okay, though. It's all the Bible, brother. Amen. For by grace we are saved through faith, and that not yourself, it is the gift of God. When I first came to RBC, uh, 10 plus like years ago, I was, I was a rough Christian. I was rough, okay? And we get a lot of people that are like that, that we get in. And it is not our job to judge who they are, where they came from, what they are. It is our job to help them to find salvation. It is our job to to see where God takes you. God has a plan. God had a plan for me. If you asked me when I was 17 years old where I'd be at, I would laugh in your face and say I was a deacon. I was a just saying, pastor, praise the Lord on you, that's God's will right there, (laughs) bus ministry, bus ministry, I love the bus ministry, why I love the bus ministry so bad, so much, is because you see, you see these kids where they're at, when I was like raising my kids up, which they're not all the way there yet, I mean, they got a couple more years left, I always wanted the busman, like, I wanted a bus kid, not a church kid. You know why I didn't want a church kid? Like, there's nothing wrong with church kids. I love them. They're good kids. But the church kid comes with their parents. Let's go. Come on. We're going to church. Every time. They follow them. Come on. Let's go. We're going to church. Bus kid, I'm helping them put their shoes on. I'm helping them put their jacket on. I'm putting their shirt on. I'm just saying, it's what you do. If you want to be in the bus ministry, you're going to see the roughest part of society. And I'm not saying all bus stops are going to be like that. I'll take a drink. But that's, that's where God has always pulled from. He's always pulled. Uh, throughout the Bible, it, it shows us. It's not about the rich. Right? They've got, they've got money. They've got whatever. It's, it's about that pure heart. Right? It's that pure heart to just like love the Lord. When I was being discipled by a pastor, he always told me, never say no. Never say no to whatever it is. And I, and I haven't yet. Through trusting him on my vehicle with taking with jumping into a bus like ministry with taking over the buses with Sunday school class I mean you have to do you just have to be all in and I'm just I'm just blessed to see where God has me and my family I could not have it's imagined it When me and Amy first met, and we had Abram, like he was giving me alcohol when I got off work, it was the norm for me. It it just was like I didn't think nothing of it. He was two, I didn't care. And God has a plan for everybody's life, and if and if I would have, and if I would have kept that anger and that bitterness in, I don't think I'd still be in church. I really don't. I would have found the smallest little dumbest thing that somebody irritated me about, that somebody made fun of the way I talk or the way I acted. Like, I'm not this model Baptist. (laughs) I've got a mouth, you know. I grew up down in the hood. Like, I just did. And I can't help it. Like, God put me in those positions for a reason. Whatever it is, I don't know. But he did, praise the Lord. And I can, and I like to help people. That's what I, like, I'm a group lead over at Altec. The one thing that I like about my job that I always keep a hold of is that I try to help the guys. Like, I tell them they argue with me, they fight with me, they yell at me. But I'm like, I'm I'm just here to help you. That's my only job It's to help you and to get the trucks done and if i can be a help and have a good testimony that's what i want to do am i have i failed throughout my christian life yes have i gotten back up and tried again yes he's a forgiving god he has forgiven me i don't know how many times i know he's forgiven everyone but he has a forgiving heart, and we should have a forgiving heart. If I can forgive Eric for taking my sister as hard as he did, and that was the hardest thing I've ever done. I, I still to this day cannot fathom how I, I did that without him. I wouldn't, if I didn't have God on my side, I would not have forgiven him. I just wouldn't have. There's no way. Like that's my sister. That's why it's so important to me now that I see what 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 the bitterness and the anger will do to a church family. It's just as yes, it's not as massive as my sister, but man, I don't want to see anybody leave here. I don't. We have a good church family. We have so many age groups. And and the kids that are coming up right now, like I just I pray for you guys all the time. And 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 I hope that you guys aren't faking Christianity. I just don't. Because it, it's easy. Pastors preached on it I don't know how many times about playing the game. You don't want to play the game with the Christian walk. God will see it. God sees your heart. He does. He knows where you're at like where your thought lives are at. It's Not bad. Killing it. Just saying. All right. Matthew chapter 6, 12 through 15. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen for if i for if ye forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you but if ye forgive not men their trespasses neither will your father forgive your trespasses I just, with the song service that was sung, and and everybody praying for me in this message, I just, I just want to thank everybody for your help uh, through getting through this, this like message and it's all I had. Yep, Amen.